You're listening to the Digital Introverts Podcast, a show where introverts share their success and failure stories and discuss how they thrive in the digital age. I'm your host, Godwin Chan. Let's begin. Episode 17 of the Digital Introverts Podcast features Mei Ping Lim. She's the founder of Gotta Ping and a passionate advocate of youth leadership, having been recognized as a high performer and fast-tracked to senior positions in multiple global multinational companies whilst only in her 20s. Nowadays, Mei Ping coaches young, high-performing executives and entrepreneurs to navigate complexities and lead the way more effectively to create sustained success. Mei Ping is a culture enthusiast and has traveled to 37 countries and counting. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to the Digital Introverts Podcast. Today we have Mei Ping Lim from Singapore. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Great, fantastic. And uh, it's so kind of wonderful to see how global the show has become, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have had guests from a few different continents now, so it's been it's been quite an interesting journey. So you know, welcome to the show again. And today, obviously, we're here to talk about uh, digital introversion. And so I really wanted to get your thoughts on that because I'm trying to use this term a lot more, I guess, in in terms of promoting it <laughs> in a sense. So what do you think about that? What do you think you know is the role of an introvert in the digital age? I am a very proud, self-proclaimed introvert, and I actually think that. Um, in the digital age, there are a lot more opportunities for introverts because I think generally speaking, I'm not saying everyone, but generally speaking, introverts do like to have our own space, right? And I feel like in the digital world, there's a little bit of boundary, right? That you can maybe not exactly hide behind the screen, but kind of choose when you want to engage, which I found very profound because I'm very active online as well. And I find that it is less draining. I find it's much easier to conserve my energy when I'm kind of kind of working around the online stuff rather than the face-to-face. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I've seen a lot of you everywhere, actually, in terms of oh. <laughs> online presence, right? Obviously. You know, I've attended one of your master's classes before, right? Yeah. And so how do you feel about that kind of experience? I mean, you, you know, you, you do a lot of these sessions with a lot of different people, right? And obviously mm. come from yourself, it's less draining, right? Than doing the same kind of master class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, in fact, I really enjoy uh, running the online webinar um, sessions, even though I've received a lot of comments saying like, don't you find it very difficult to engage? But I think that, not exactly, right? It's a matter of perspective. If you think it's difficult to engage online, then it is going to be because you're afraid to tell yourself it is difficult. But I quite enjoy it because the thing is that the participants are there, right? Everyone's ready to learn. Everybody wants to gain knowledge. It's just that the medium is different. And exactly to your point, because when I run like face-to-face classes and I don't run many of them, it is more draining in a sense because there is like that constant engagement, even, you know, during the presentation and whatnot. So, so I, I quite enjoy it. In fact, um, I ran a, the first ever um, online mentor workshop for um, NTU University Singapore last week. So I kind of helped them organize everything. And I, I told Ryan, the coordinator, that don't, don't worry, right? Because he also told me that, you know, he thinks that a lot of the students are geared towards the quiet ones, just like 
like many you know students in Asia and I said it is perfect right because online you can choose whether you want to show yourself on video or not and then if you have questions you can you kind of drop it in the chat and then you know we can we can just chat when the Q&A session so I think it kind of works better for introverts because kind of need a bit of time to think right kind of process through the class and then ask the questions later on or as and when the time is appropriate rather than okay now is the time you know that two minutes to ask the question and then I, I find that working with a lot of introverts it's it can become quite challenging to kind of explain the full extent of their views just within that few minutes yeah even I have a hard time I probably <laughs> like if there's like two minutes left I probably won't say anything so yeah yeah exactly it's really tough and what's interesting really is is the proportion of people who actually kind of show their face uh mm. during these things and then people <laughs> who just lurk in the background and, and you know turn everything off and just maybe ask a question but i don't know it, it depends on the person like for me i i've had to develop or be more comfortable with showing my face on camera yeah so let's just yeah. put it that way yeah definitely i think it's really a journey and a process for everyone aside from some of these master classes i've also been running those kind of community chats and i have had people tell me that they appreciate such gatherings because there's the first session they did not even show themselves on video because they're so shy and this is just so awkward what if someone judges how my hair looks what i'm wearing and whatnot but when they come for the you know second or third session then okay it's an individual level up right because we are all kind of at a certain place so second the second session it kind of showed he appeared on video and said one two words and by the third session he could share a little bit more a little bit more so i think it's really about kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and to your point also i mean yes i've been you know sharing a lot of kind of video content every week but I am not the kind of person that would appear on video. So if you kind of knew, knew me from before, like in my corporate life. So it's just that this year, you know, 1st January, I told myself that, you know what, I'm going to do videos and I am going to do it every week. And if you look at the video I created on 1st of January, it was horrendous. And I'm just going to be really honest about it. It was terrible. I was hunching. I was barely smiling. I'm like, I have to say what I, ha- what I planned to say. And it's kind of all in my head. And it sounded really strange, but I think just like the more you do it, it kind of becomes like a muscle memory. And after a while, you, you think that actually it's, it's not that awkward. I think a lot of it comes down to like how you, how you see and accept yourself. Like if, you, if you think that other people are going to judge you, actually you are, you are judging yourself first. You're like, okay, sounds bad. And what about this? And what about that? And introverts, right? So you like to process and you know, let the things sink in and, you know, even the wrong thing is sometimes sinking also. Yeah, so I always tell people don't, don't overthink. Like, if you really believe in what you want to share and just, just share it first. And if you do it consistently, like right now, I think I've produced like, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 videos by now. But no one remembers the first video already. And the ones who remember, they're like, oh, wasn't that the one? I'm like, yeah, let's not talk about that. Like, we have both thought. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that video's just, I think it's scary when you have to, you know, step out from your comfort zone. I think that's really the first thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Even for me, like, <laughs> video is something I want to try and challenge, uh, challenge myself to yeah. do more of this year. Of course, I can get out of my comfort zone. And of course, video, <laughs> video is, uh, is actually, it, it helps in terms of, you know, it's, it's a rich form of media and rich form of content that people like to engage with, right? And so that's something, you know, YouTube is especially something that I want to try more of this year. Mm. Just to, yeah. And what's really funny is that, uh, so my 25th birthday was actually this past Saturday. And, so I, and for this, I really wanted to try something new. And of course, mm. due to this situation, which I'm not going <laughs> to, I've talked about it way too many times. Uh, I decided to, you know, try going live on, on Facebook and Instagram, you know, just, mm-hmm. just because. 
I just wanted yeah. a, you know, virtual birthday celebration because I couldn't right, right. go outside, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, that was, that's even worse than, to me, that's even worse than uh, recording a video because you, you, can, <laughs> you can make a video like several different times. Right, right. So it's, you know, perfect. And then you can release mm. it. If it's live, you know, <laughs> I'm just yeah. there, right? And so yeah. it was great. You know, I, you know, it was basically a virtual birthday party with, you know, several mm. different, different uh, several uh, <laughs> of my friends calling in, you know, at, yeah. the, at the same time and then involved lots of music, lots of dancing. So <laughs> it was re- really, really, really <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a good level up for you because I think a lot of people, like I said, overthink, right? So even videos, you know, there's a lot of like post-production and like retakes and 10 takes, 100 takes, I don't know, right? Yeah, but I think, I think going live is fun, right? Because it kind of challenges you in a different way to kind of not overthink and, and be authentic. I think that's really key. And I think that that's how I've managed to really resonate with a lot of people and I, I constantly get a lot of messages saying that hey you know this introvert series that you did I really like this part that part and this bit that you said really resonated with me I think it's, re- it's really um really humbling to hear and like you said introverts like I mean not saying everyone but it is likely the introverts that are pretty much lurking so you just don't know who is actually consuming your content and really benefiting from it so if you do have something that you want to say and you want to share yeah just really really go ahead it's the first step yeah, no, and that's my philosophy <laughs> really is to just start. And that's, yeah, not, exactly. that's exactly what I did with my podcast. You know, I was going mm. to hold off on it for the longest time and I was kind of accumulating <laughs> recordings of episodes and things like that. But right. one day I was like, I'm just going to push it out. I don't, you know, yes, I do care how it sounds and whether yeah. or not, you know, the sound quality is good. But at the same time, you can edit that same audio file like thousands of different times and <laughs> what's the difference between you know a 98% versus a 99% at that point right so it's like yeah just push it out and get responses and for me like I think video is going to be the same way just because I don't have any fancy I have my phone right and I think that's good enough to start right so yeah, yeah. I think definitely get resourceful because I a lot of my clients are very young people right 35 and below and I find that there is this tendency of just like wanting to ask for advice like there is a right advice versus a wrong one like it's okay to be a certain way and not okay to be a certain way yeah and I always always tell them you know you need to embrace and first you need to understand yourself like your personality and the kind of you know what do you gear towards and whatnot because if you don't really get that you know the whole self-awareness thing personality and whatnot then you always be looking outside and saying that okay that person's better that person is louder i should be this and i should be that but i I truly believe that introverts we have our own strengths also number one we listen really well so what is missing in the world right now is listening skills right no one's listening everyone's busy talking everyone's busy sharing it's just so noisy um, but no one's listening and listening at the at the deeper level level as well, not just you know what is being said, but why is it being said, and then actually what is the actual message that's trying to be conveyed. I think introverts are actually pretty good at that. But I think like in terms of EQ as well, just kind of sensing people's emotions and just say, okay, okay, this person is pretty pissed off, so I need to kind of step off, right? This person is unhappy, or kind of this person is really excited doing this and that. A lot of it, I guess, comes from observation skills, like I said, right? lurking in the background checking out stuff right yeah and i think these are these are really powerful whether you are working in a you know corporate job or even in business i think these two personally for me have helped me to move ahead a lot yeah in my career mm-hmm. and i think that you know obviously these are 
these two things were, you know, pretty, you know, I guess they are strengths of introverts that obviously has helped you, you know, in your career and uh, are things that, you know, you help, uh, you know, other, other young people with as well, right, through, through your coaching and, and, and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think we work a lot around self-awareness is number one, right? Because I actually use my ping method, which is P-H-I-N-G. And the first P is personality. So when they come, like, let, let's talk about you first, right? What do you like and kind of who, how do you react to certain things? Because just understanding your personality and how you behave, that it doesn't matter if the situation changes because you know that you are the constant. Right, you can't control kind of what's outside of you and kind of what's going on. Especially like you said, this situation right now is so unprecedented that no one knows what's going on. But you know you, right? You know what you can do and you know what you're good at, and just have to adapt to that. And I work around like personality. I think communication is really a big thing, and especially for introverts, is the speaking up and being heard. I've it's it's really quite a challenge. So. Some of the comments I hear a lot is, okay, you know, uh, my boss says I'm too quiet. I need to participate more. I need to make friends, these kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I, I normally help them to kind of what I call little tips because I don't really believe that you need to change your personality. But what I call behavioral adjustments, just like little, little tips that makes your life a lot easier and still be able to build relationships at work and still want to be a very productive and kind of effective team member, but without kind of changing yourself so definitely communication and self-management is something that i truly believe in also right and and if you don't mind me asking like what are some of those tips that you uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah the i think the key one right in terms of addressing you know afraid to speak up and be heard especially in meetings because you know in, in corporate or in business when you're in meeting a lot of introverts i mean they feel very trapped right and if they, if they don't say anything, then their boss is going to say, oh, so what's your purpose here? Because you clearly have nothing to say. So one thing I always tell people is you need to learn to have a holding statement. So number one, you, you need to prepare before you enter the meeting. So we, we should be quite natural for introverts because we like to read and kind of absorb, right? Really understand kind of the content and what is the, the purpose of the meeting? What are people trying to get out of it? And what is your role going in, right? Why are you invited? That's really key. And second thing is try to have an, a view before you go in, right? I mean, after preparing, looking at all the documents, I'm sure you must have some sort of perspective. That's why you're there, right? And actually write that down and like put it, put the note somewhere. And when you're in a meeting, if, if there are some points that resonate with you, you can kind of jot it down and see how it kind of matches the, the earlier view that you have. And right at the end, when they ask, does anybody have anything to add or you have any questions, then share that, share that view. At least that what I call holding statement and say that, okay, kind of this is what I think, but let me, let me get back in more details in an email after. So, so you are still speaking up, right? With an initial view that you have maybe validated during the meeting based on the discussions, but like just not being completely silent because no one know, knows what's going on in your head, right? Only you know it. But in the meeting, in a meeting of 10 people, it will just be seen as, okay, Sarah is so quiet. I'm, I'm not sure if she's even listening because that, that's the general perception. It, it may, may be true, it may be not true, but that's how it looks. Right, so holding statement, just one two sentence and say, hey, you know, I, I may have a couple of things um to share later on, but you know, if I if I can get back on an email, um, that would be cool. You know, if I can get back to you by tomorrow, yeah, and then, and then you can kind of get back to more details later. Yeah, actually, that's a really good suggestion in terms of you know you show that you know <laughs> you are quote unquote paying attention, uh, and then and then following up with more with more details later, and I think that's a good you know, suggestion. And going back to your point about communication, I think that is really big, <laughs> uh, at least at least for me, uh, as far as I'm concerned, just because 
you know, for me, like it's been a quite a journey in learning about how I best communicate with others and how you know best others can be more receptive of how I communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Of course, there are many kind of different styles, and you know, over the years, I've learned to speak up a bit more and. Guess that has helped, but at the same time, <laughs> I still prefer writing to to actually speaking. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh it, it's a fine balance that way. So. Yeah, that de- definitely. I think the most important thing is that you are working on it. But if I may really add something, the purpose of communication with another person is to make sure that your message is understood by the other person, and this is a very very key thing that a lot of people forget. They think that communication is just saying whatever I want to say and then the other person is going to pick up whatever. So when you say it from your perspective without understanding how that person receives information, then I always tell people, you know what? You know what? It's actually a monologue. Even though you don't want to admit it, it's a monologue because the other person may be in a completely different style and they just don't get you. And you'll, you'll constantly hear words like, I don't understand what you mean. Can you say that again? Does it mean this and that? Which is like completely opposite from what you have just said. Yeah. So I think understanding personalities, there's a lot, there's a lot of power to that. Yeah, not just yours, but also other people's. Right, and, and recognizing when there are two completely different personalities, how best yeah. to, and if you're forced to work you know, together with this other person, you mm. have to come to a compromise somehow, you know, in terms of, yeah. you know, so, exactly. so it doesn't become a game of token telephone in terms of you know, exactly. you know, misunderstandings, right? That can you know, yeah. snowball into something quite bigger than what you intended yeah definitely and obviously i'm speaking from experience here so (laughs) it's it's been it's been a challenge you know because especially when i was younger i was a lot quieter Mm -hmm. i talked very little and so it was hard for me to or for other people to understand me because of Mm -hmm. they can't read my mind right and so yeah (laughs) sometimes it was just a game of deciphering what the meaning of my very few words were (laughs) so yeah and I suspect that a lot of people do come across this situation or, or, you know, find themselves in that quite frequently. And so it's interesting. Yeah, I think probably one tip to that is, um, and I think there's something I've learned over the years, just don't go for events or meetings that you, you feel half-hearted about. Because that's when you are, you are, <laughs> you won't, you will not even make an effort to really say something, I don't want to say productive, but insightful and really connect with the other person. And then because number one, if you're, in, you're going to a bunch of events because you don't want to say no, which is also a separate problem, and yeah. then it drains your energy. I mean, I always explain like introverts is like a battery, right? For an extrovert, the battery is like an energizer bunny. So they recharge very quickly, like a power nap, and then like they're back to like full bar, right? And they're just hopping around and like just talking to a lot of people. But for introverts, it's just, it's a battery. And for the whole day, once it's done, it's done. Like I need to go home and sleep and like not talk to people. So it's really how you manage your energy. Like if you're attending a bunch of like events and meetings that you don't, with people that you don't particularly resonate with, then the other stuff that you're doing, then you will not be able to put in the same amount of energy or attention because that, that's just how we operate, right? Right. And that is something that I've, I've uh, definitely struggled with when I was younger and when I was you know, kind of more enthusiastic about going to every <laughs> single event possible to network. You know, to, to network. Right. But what I found is that uh, when you actually focus and go to fewer events, but more mm. 
events that are geared towards your niche or mm. uh, where you know more people, uh, yeah. that is much more effective than just praying and praying in, in a sense, right? You're hoping that you might find the connection, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, you talk to a couple people and then, you know, the night's done. And, you know, if you feel yeah. like you weren't quote unquote productive, right, going to that event. Yeah. And that's, you know, the separate problem of learning how to say no, obviously that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was me a couple of years ago, so... Yeah, and I guess like, you know, back back to um, your, your podcast title, right? Digital Introverts. I find online networking perfect. <laughs> I think it's awesome um, because I can really reach, to me, to me, LinkedIn, and I'm very active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like a massive networking party for yes. me. Yes. Because there's just a lot of people and it's very easy for me to, to resonate with people. I mean, I guess to connect with people who are similar to me because I produce a lot of content and the people who like or comment and, you know, drop me a private DM, I know, okay, you know, this is something that they like and these are some of the stuff that can really help them. And it's a lot easier that way. And like you said, right, in this traditional sense of networking, you you appear in a group of 100 people, you, you look for a couple of people and hope that these are the people that would resonate with me and then you walk away and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what I did the whole evening, but I guess I was being productive because I just spent three hours at this meeting, I mean, at this event. <laughs> exactly. And, and same, same for me, you know, that's how I really grew, I grew my network really was, was through LinkedIn, right? Um, and mm. This was an experiment for me back in <laughs> summer of 2017 and it has paid off. Um, a lot of dividends in terms of, you know, what I'm doing now. And, um, you know, most of my podcast guests have come from LinkedIn actually. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, and, and it's a free way to connect with people from all around the world, right? And so here we are. Exactly. Yeah, no, and, and for me, like, it's a lot less energy draining too. Even with DMs, I mean, even if I get, you know, 10, 20 different ones, like, you know, I got, mm-hmm. like, I got like 30 to 40 on my birthday. <laughs> Just congratulating. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, right? On, on LinkedIn. And that was okay to me because I don't mm-hmm. I necessarily have to, you know, thank everyone in person. Yeah. Now that is draining. And <laughs> going, back, going back to your analogy of, uh, of, of us being batteries, my analogy for introverts is actually we're phones. So it's the same thing. Right, right. It's, it, you're very <laughs> So yeah, you know, especially with the energy management, like let's say, you know, I have a networking event mm. in the evening. The mistake I made when I was younger was that I would continue to schedule meetings in a mm. throughout the day. What I've learned is that <laughs> for days when I have kind of a bigger social engagement, you know, sometime during the day, like I try not to fill up the rest of the day. You know, I try mm. to clear my schedule in terms of the actual like meetings with other people and just do other work so I won't get exhausted right by the time the actual event comes around. And then, then I won't enjoy it. So that's the other thing. Mm. Yeah, so so true. I completely agree with that. And you know, last time when I was in, uh, when I was in, uh, working in the banks and other stuff, to me, it was quite tiring also because in one workday, I have at least four hours of meeting, whether it's back to back or some in the morning, some in the evening. So I gradually learned that there are certain times that I like to have meetings and there are certain times that I actually want to be left alone to do work and to think and so forth. So it's quite funny. But how I separate it is um, the meetings that I just need to listen to it. Like I don't really make the decisions. I schedule it after lunch because I can't, you know, I mean, after lunch is pretty chill and, you know, it's, it's all right to listen, but not so much like heavy thinking. But the meetings that really matter, that requires approval and, you know, really key decisions, I try to schedule them during the times that I know that I'm very alert. And that could be maybe in the mornings or like right after lunch. Everyone's very alert right before lunch. And we're like, okay, let's, let's do it properly so that we can go for lunch. So we can quickly go to lunch right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah for no for me for me it's the same way uh mornings i'm all mm-hmm. uh, i'm the most i'm the most alert and productive in the morning so 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I do, you know, a mix of both more important meetings, but also time for me to be left alone to actually mm-hmm. do some things right in the morning. And then <laughs> in the afternoon is when I do more of the quote unquote administrative stuff, like answering emails or right, right. You know, attending meetings where I don't really participate a whole lot. <laughs> and that's from learning experience also, right? So yeah, kind of scheduling too many meetings in the morning or scheduling too many meetings in the afternoon. Right where, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially especially that weird time between I don't know two to four in the afternoon. That is that is the worst time for me. To, <laughs> my that's family. when that's when you're processing your lunch. So we exactly. all can't think. <laughs> I can't really think deeply during those hours, right? But it curiously it it, mm-hmm. it gets better in the evening though. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but it does for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like everyone has to go through this this process. And um, I guess you learn the most when you actually experience it and then, you know, make little adjustments. Yeah, and I guess really what I do right now is to help my clients not go through a lot of pain points. And if we can reduce the pain points, then why not, right? We are already, we are already busy enough and we have a lot of priorities right now. So Yeah, and I guess that's the, the, you know, the whole point of, uh, you know, of, your, of your clients coming to you, right? It's the, it's the fast track that without, without going <laughs> exactly. through that, all that exactly. things, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, you know, really, you know, really, really wanted to, you know, thank you for, for coming on to the show. You know, I know, you know, we're, we're making this a little, a little of a faster chat today, you know, just be cognizant of your time and uh, wanted to thank you again for, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate that. No worries. And, and I ask this to, uh, you know, every single guest, but where can people find you if they're kind of interested in learning more about you and your work? Yeah, so I'm very active on LinkedIn. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, otherwise, you can also find me on my website, www.goddaping.com, where you can get a lot more cool information and download some free stuff. Well, there, there you go. And that, you know, and that is a P-H-I-N-G. Yes, you can get the free guide from remember, my website. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go perfect um great thank you so much and we'll catch up soon thank you see you thanks for listening to the digital introverts podcast if you liked what you heard please consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts don't forget to follow the show on twitter and instagram at d-i-g-i-i-n-t-r-o-s-h-o-w and join the Digital Introverts Community Facebook group at D-I-G-I-I-N-T-R-O-G-R-O-U-P. You can also follow me on all social platforms at G-O-D-W-I-N-H-S-C-H-A-N. I appreciate everyone who listens to the show, and let's change the world quietly.